Welcome to Words That Move, your companion on your journey to unlock your full potential, achieve your dreams, and become the best version of yourself through motivational speeches, personal stories, and practical tips. We're here to fuel your ambition and remind you that the power to create your reality lies within. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is it that people want in life? What is total success? Well, I have an absolute conviction that all of us want exactly the same things, and there basically are seven of those things. I believe everybody wants to be happy. Thus far, I've never met a living, breathing human being who said, no, I want to be miserable. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants to be at least reasonably prosperous. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of you folks who are hearing me today uh, would like to be unreasonably prosperous. I get so amused at people who say, well, I'm not really interested in money. I think anybody that would say a thing like that would lie about other things too. I really do. And don't misunderstand, money is not everything. I mean, there's stocks and bonds and real estate, you know, and what have you. Sometimes I have some of my, quote, religious friends say to me, well, Ziegler, you're not supposed to be talking about money. Well, let me tell you something, folks. I've had money. And I haven't had money. Everybody wants to be secure. Everybody wants to have friends. Everybody wants to have peace of mind. And everybody wants to have good family relationships. Today, a lot of people confuse happiness and pleasure. I believe in pleasure too. Let me give an example. I love desserts. I could eat good ice cream three times a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I could actually do that and then eat something in between meals. That would give me much pleasure. But the question is, how happy would I be at 486 pounds? See what I'm getting at? Another simple example. I've never tried crack cocaine or cocaine, never will. But scientifically speaking, let me tell you, a lot of people take it because they, quote, want to be happy. The interesting tragedy is this. If you take cocaine long enough, and for some people that's one time, it destroys the brain's capacity to reproduce dopamine and norepinephrine. And without those two chemicals in your body, which your brain naturally produces, without those two chemicals in your body, it is impossible to experience joy and happiness. That ironical? You take it to be happy, and then that destroys all chance of happiness. Ask yourself three basic questions every time you get ready to indulge in pleasure now like i say i believe in pleasure as a matter of fact i don't believe i believe that if you don't have some pleasures you can't be happy but distinguish the important things three questions number one can i repeat this pleasure indefinitely and be happy number two now this is kind of sneaky would i be willing for my mama to know i did it 
Uh, you know, when you answer that one, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that'll keep you from doing a lot of things that get folks in trouble. And number three, will this pleasure bring misery to someone else? It's just a fact of life. You cannot be happy on somebody else's misery. A couple of years ago, I had a young man uh, in my office. I don't have a chance to do this very often. But uh, his friend was concerned deeply about him because he literally was losing his family and was destroying his health in the process. And so he wanted me to see if I could persuade the young man about something important. So I talked to the young man, and in our conversation, he uh, verified the fact that these are the things that he wanted. He wanted to be happy, wanted to be healthy, wanted to be at least reasonably prosperous and secure and have friends and peace of mind and a good family relationship. I said, in other words, if you had all of those, you'd consider yourself to be successful. He said, yes. Well, I knew that he had been modeling his life after a friend of his who was his boss who had been enormously successful in his business. And so I asked him why he modeled his life after this young man. The guy in my office was 22, his hero was 27. I asked why he admired him so much. He said, well, he's just so successful. So after we defined success, then I asked him the question. I said, tell me, how happy is your friend? He looked at me and he said, well, I can't say for sure. I can tell you he has ulcers. Well, I said, you know, you get ulcers not because of what you eat, but because of what's eating you. So that would indicate that he is really not very happy, wouldn't he? He said, yeah, sure would. I said, well, let's go ahead and give him a failing grade on happiness. Now, since his health is being destroyed there with those ulcers, I said, that indicates he's not very healthy, doesn't he? He said, yeah. I said, well, that also tells us that he really doesn't have peace of mind, doesn't it? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's give him a failing grade on that. Then I pointed out to the young man, I asked him one question, we get three failing grades because of it. I said, tell me about his prosperity. And he said, well, he's doing extremely well. I said, okay, let's give him on that one a plus mark. He said, okay. I said, tell me about his security. How financially secure is it? And he said, well, far as I know, he's very secure we would have to put a question mark after whether or not he was secure. And he said, yeah, we would. I said, tell me about his friends. And he said, well, he doesn't have any except me, and I'm not really his friend. I just happen to admire him. I said, okay, we're going to give him a failing grade on that one then. Then tell me about his family. And he said, well, uh, his wife's divorcing him. Well, I said, we got to give him a failing grade on that one then, don't we? He said, yeah, we do. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Of the seven things you want in life, your hero flunked out on five of them and got a question mark after another. And I asked him this question, and I want to ask every person who ever will see this, whether it's today or 10 years from today, I want to ask you the same question. Would you swap places with this guy? You see, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you don't have to swap places with him. 
did a study, the May 1989 issue of Psychology Today did a study, or reported on a study, of 1,139 CEOs of the Fortune 2000 companies. Average income, $356,000. 90% of them exercise regularly. Most of them can tell you their cholesterol level. Less than 10% of them smoke, and their number one priority is their family. What am I saying? I'm saying that when you go for standard of living first, that doesn't necessarily mean your quality of life is going to improve. But I can tell you based on my own life and based on the lives of literally thousands of other people whom I've read and studied, if you go for quality of life first, standard of living is invariably going to go up. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and follow us for more episodes of Words.Move.